Your Steve Jones Show podcast will start shortly. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Brewers Outlet, your beverage supermarket on Reagan Street in Sunbury. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Q, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. And today's show brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Imports, domestics, microbrews, best selection of beer anywhere. Wine coolers, water, soft drink snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day in the pickle bar led by the barrels and the dills. Indeed, second to none. And don't forget about Brewers Outlet gift cards for the holidays. Our play-by-play call of the day, the Rams get it done against the Patriots. Now they're in second and nine from the Rams' 12-yard line. Play action, screen right. It's intercepted. Kenny Young down the left side. He hits midfield. Needs a block. Young to the inside. Now back to the outside. 20, 10, 5. Touchdown, L.A. On the first play of the second quarter, Kenny Young takes it to the house. Obviously not the Patriots radio network. All right, so the Rams won last night over New England. And with that, we go to West Point. Mikey Stadium tomorrow, Army-Navy, joined by the outstanding Brad Nessler. My friend, welcome back. Great to have you with us. Hey, Steve. How you doing, buddy? Doing great. What does it mean to you and Gary Danielson and Jamie to call this game in that setting? Uh, it's going to be pretty special, Steve. You know, we obviously love it where it uh, normally is in Philadelphia and uh, have 76,000 people. And in this weird season, to not be able to do that, um, but to have it here, I think it's going to be really cool. Uh, we just kind of got the setup about where the uh, the mids and the cadets are going to be sitting, and it's going to be kind of in a horseshoe semicircle underneath us and across from us. So. Uh, you know, when we come on to open up the game tomorrow, you're going to be able to see um, everybody in the stands. It's not going to be full, but it's going to be pretty good considering what we've had yeah. in some of the stadiums, you know, this year. So I think it's going to be awesome. It was, it was. Uh, I was just telling Matt before we came on, it was beautiful this morning, and uh, it's clouding up a little bit now. And I hope the weather holds. But if we could have played it, to, could have played it today, it would have been gorgeous yeah. on TV. Absolutely. Will they still be allowed to march in, or will they just be seated when you start? No, we're going to have the march on, which will be cool. And, you know, uh, CBS Sports Network has most of that stuff before we hit our pregame show at 2.30, and then we hit the air at 3. So um, that part's going to be the same. And, you know, the president will make an appearance uh, at the beginning. And um, so all the pomp and circumstance, I guess, that we would normally have, we're going to have anyway. It's just be on a smaller scale. Well, Big Scale is obviously doing the SEC week in and week out. When you get the opportunity to do Army-Navy, what does that do for the game? Because the game is it seems like the game has had a resurgence of popularity in recent years. What does it mean to get back into that setting with all due respect to the SEC? Well, I really love this part because um, you know, I know, you and I have talked about this before, but in the SEC, on a weekly basis, you get a little bit jaded because, let's face it, 
uh, way more than half, probably 75% of the guys that play in the SEC think that they're going to play in the NFL. And that doesn't pan out that way for them, but a lot of them think that way. And so, you know, their purpose uh, is that's fine. That's their profession that they want to achieve to make it to the National Football League. That's not the case here, you know. These guys have a bigger purpose and, and uh, a deeper purpose and a purpose for the country. And when you talk to the players, you just get that feeling. And it makes you kind of emotional because it's it's more than a football game, and it is to these guys. And, you know, they're, they're eventually going to be on the same team or in the same profession, sort of, <laughs> protecting the country, <laughs> that type of thing. Yeah. But, you know, for this two and a half, uh, I usually say three and a half hours, this two and a half hours, uh, they're anything but brothers, but they will be as soon as the game is over. So um, it, it's a really cool feeling to do this game, and I, I didn't know that when I, the first time I did it. I I was just kind of really concerned about not screwing it up, and now it's gotten to the point where this is one of the things I look forward to um, almost more than anything else the rest of the year. It's interesting when you look at the two teams. Army has a really good record, but I believe they've they've had to rotate quarterbacks a little bit along the way. Navy Perry was so great last year they beat them uh, but how evenly matched in reality are these two teams we're going to find out I, I agree with you you know Army 7-2 and two, but you look at their schedule and you go well it wasn't exactly a murderer's row right. you know and right. uh, they lost to Tulane and the Navy actually beat Tulane even though that was a huge comeback to win that game for them so you kind of compare and you look at it and you go uh, well if Navy had somebody that was like a Malcolm Perry, they wouldn't be three and six, but they have shuffled quarterbacks like crazy. Both teams have, and it's it's really weird to see because Army's actually had four quarterbacks that have not only started but won a game, and Navy can't seem to quite, kind of find the guy they're looking for, even though they think Xavier Arline, Xavier Arline is the guy now. But um, you know that that position is so important in football in general. Uh, but in, in this case. They not only handle it all the time, they make all the decisions. And you can say, well, you know, RPO people do that too, and quarterbacks need to throw or pull it and run or, you know, whatever. In these kind of offenses, it's imperative to have a guy that's either super fast, super shifty, or is super smart. And it's hard to get all three of those, you know. And so both teams have been looking for that all year. And um, the guys we're going to see at least start the game are really young guys that aren't that experienced. But they're both pretty talented. So uh, whoever turns it over less from that position is probably going to be the team that will win. Yeah. When you look at Jeff Monken and you look at Ken Niamatololo, when you talk to them, Brad, what strikes you about each? And is it something that you can tell, quote, they get it? Yeah, Um they get it, and, and they both have had opportunities to go other places, I think. And so I, I appreciate their commitment. You know, Kenny's in his 13th year, Jeff's in his 7th. Um, you know, I think they really respect the places they coach at, and um, despite the fact that there's other people that have, you know, pulled at them a little bit about, you know, coaching elsewhere, they've stuck with it. And uh, I, I think they know the quality of the kids the young men that they are coaching and, and I think that it really means something to them and so and you know they're good friends and we, we kid around with them about uh, we were talking to Ken the other day and I think Gary said 
you know, instead of you guys playing, why don't we just put you and Munkin in a, in a cage match together and, <laughs> and just see who comes out on top, you know, because they're friends every other day of the year except this day. And, and Ken said, Munkin wouldn't last five seconds with me. You know, so, I mean, they're fiery guys. They're cocky, you know, and their their teams play that way. And, uh, you know, Navy will say that Army's the chippiest team that they play all year, and uh, Navy would say the same thing. So that's what makes them pretty unique. Have you done a game in Mikey before? I have not, sir. I have been over there um, a couple years ago when we were up here, went over and looked at it, but I haven't even been in the booth yet. So, they, you know, and this year I would have been over there for, you know, two or three days already just looking the place over. But, you know, they got us in lockdown, man. We don't go anywhere other than our hotel room when we get here. And then they pick us up and take us to the game. And other than that, everything is Zoom, and all our food is brought yeah. to us, or we are ordering food to our rooms and so forth and so on. So kind of all the fun stuff that I could have done in the last two days at West Point, I don't get a chance yeah. to do. So you know where I'm coming from on that. Yeah, I sure do. It's um, Enjoy the view because, I mean, up in that box, when you look out, see the reservoir, and the, it's just incredible, just incredible. Yeah, it's beautiful, and I, I should have gotten out earlier today, and now it's uh, it's cooling off a little bit. I might take my walk and say, well, I, I think I'm going to have to wait till next time I'm up here. <laughs> Obviously, I referenced the SEC earlier. Uh, when you look at the path to this, obviously Alabama's got a direct path. I want to ask you about Florida for a moment. When you have seen Florida, what have you seen, and can they go toe-to-toe? for example, with an Alabama? Um, you know, I think offensively they can. I just don't know if they can stop Alabama. I haven't seen anybody stop yeah. them yet this year, and I've, I've had them five times, you know. And, um, you know, Florida's defense at times has been really shaky, and then it's improved a little bit. I think at the beginning of the year they were looking at some guys that were returning players, and they thought, well, they're, they're, they're our guys. And, and then I think um, over the course of the first month or so of the season they realized that, through COVID problems and, and injury problems, that some of the backups were actually better than the guys they had starting. So I think they solidified it. Todd Grantham did a little bit that way. But you know him. It's risking you know, reward deal with him. I mean, if he if he blitzes Mac Jones on, on third down, Devontae Smith's going 70 yards the other direction for a touchdown. <laughs> no, that's, just, that's just the way it is right now. So, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see how they want to play defense against Alabama. But everybody that's tried – everything this year it hasn't worked so we'll see yeah jack ham and i were driving back from rutgers on saturday the topic of alabama came up and i said they lose waddle they're the only team in the country that could replace him i mean that's that, that's that's how deep they are they're remarkable yeah you know the the game the, i don't know if it was the game or the game after uh, jalen got hurt you know i kind of mentioned well john mechie's their third receiver this year and he goes for you know a buck 85 or something in that game or maybe it was the following game i don't know i'm like yeah they're they're fine they're fine would they be better with him damn right they would be but uh you know Devontae smith's a star and he probably was understated because of the guys they had uh you know last year with rugs and judy and he was kind of the third stooge you know the three stooges of the three amigos or whatever and that dude's an amigo by himself man he is something yeah what kind of consideration should Texas A&M at least get conversationally about the college football playoff? I guess if everything fell in place, you know, 
it could happen. Um, sure. Every, everybody's not on an even scale, as we know, um, and that's that's kind of the weird thing. You know, everybody's not ordering off the same menu this year. So right. I don't I don't know. You know, I've seen them a couple times, and and they were way better the second time than the first time. Um, you know, they lost to Alabama, and they lost kind of badly, but who hasn't lost kind of badly to Alabama, you know? So <laughs> um, they've improved. Uh, they're better. They're better. Their offense is pretty balanced. And when Calvin Mond plays well, they're a pretty good football team. Are they, I don't know, are they Final Four material? I don't really think so. But right. if the committee says they're five and somebody else loses, then that's good enough for me, I guess. Yeah. Finally, I want to ask you about this. Obviously, the various conversations you have with players and coaches, you just describe what you have to go through along with Gary and Jamie and the entire crew on a week-by-week basis. What kind of respect have you developed for the coaches and the players because of what they go through and they've had the ability that on most weeks they've been able to, quote, pull this thing off? It's been it's been something. I give you know everybody credit that has taken a shot at it. You know, and I, I'm not I don't have to say anything about the SEC or the ACC or whatever. I like the fact that they you know kind of waited at the beginning and and uh, tried to come up with backing the season up enough that and with some open gaps in there so everybody could try to get their ten games in or their eleven games in, whatever. Um, you know, I think it's harder just because I'm doing Army Navy at this point. These guys, it's been unbelievable because they usually have, I think they call them walking days or whatever. And, and that's, right. you know, several days a month where they can go to McDonald's or do, you know, whatever they want to do. I think Army's had five of those this year and Navy's had either six or eight. I mean, mm-hmm. they have been between, they have been locked down, man. And I'm talking about lockdown just to be able to play football and a lot of the players have said coming into this if there wasn't a season there was going to be an army navy football game so you know kind of some of the sacrifices everybody have made uh over the course of the season and that's everybody from you know coaches and players to commissioners to everybody it's been it's been weird you know and uh I don't know. I'm 14 for 14 on testing negative, including the one I took yesterday. I, I'm just so mm-hmm. thankful we got to this point because when I talked to you earlier in the season, I wasn't sure we were going to have a season, much less get to right. the get to the end of it. Well, the good news for me is they took uh, the Penn State game and they moved it to noon yesterday afternoon, which means I will be in a very nice, easy chair after being in Beaver Stadium to watch your broadcast tomorrow. I can't wait to watch Army-Navy and to hear you, Gary, and Jamie work the game. Thanks so much for your time. Always appreciate you very much. And to you and your great family, if we don't get a chance to talk between now and then, happy holidays. You too, Steve. Have a great call tomorrow, man, and have a good holiday. Hey, thanks, Brad. Brad Nessler, CBS, calling Army-Navy tomorrow. Is that on our pick list here? I haven't even looked. It is not, but I I say we should. Oh, we have to add that in. Yeah, we'll add it in. I mean, you know, I've always talked about one of the important elements you have to have is a feel for the game. I'm getting concerned about the king. (laughs) He's had some interesting picks this year. No, I'm just, he didn't put Army Navy on there. That's what I'm saying. I'm I'm getting concerned. Yeah, no, I agree. But, you, know, you need to have a feel for it. Um, and for some odd reason, um, I could have said the same thing about the guy in the corner office. All right, back with more in a moment. Uh, 
on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Party time, game time, or just fun time. Doesn't matter what time it is because it's Brewers Outlet time. The Beverage Supermarket has the area's largest beer selection, imports, microbrews, ciders, and domestics. Pick from over 100 ice-cold 12-packs and dozens of 24-ounce singles. Soda, snacks, hot sauces, fresh roasted peanuts. Make it one-stop party shopping and don't forget the pickle bar. So whatever you're celebrating or just doing it up, Brewers Outlet Reagan Street Sunbury wants to see you and thank you for your years of patronage. Yeah, they took the Penn State game. They moved it to noon tomorrow. Uh, we'll probably be out of there by about 3.30, and it's only a five-minute drive to my house from Beaver Stadium anyway. I'm going to be locked in on Army-Navy. Then the other game I'm thinking I'm probably going to watch tomorrow night is going to be USC-UCLA. Uh, I think that's going to be an interesting game. Uh, USC-UCLA. That's at 7.30 tomorrow. But Army-Navy... It's just really cool watching those two play each other. It really I've always is. felt really that is. way about. I'm really glad that the game has had a resurgence. And to be honest with you, I think CBS has had a lot to do with that. Uh, CBS has done such a great job televising it. I also think Game Day has done a great job of um, of being a part of it and setting the scene for it and and making it special. This will be the year that it's not set apart. Uh, normally, Army-Navy is played the weekend after the conference championship games. So this year, let's see, what, what's tomorrow's day? The 12th. Conference championship, so it's, it's being played on the date it normally would be played, December 12th. Conference championship games, of course, were supposed to be last weekend on the 5th. So it's it's been a standalone game. I think it's really cool that it's been that standalone game, and the and the country responds to it. They respond to it. I think that I'm looking forward to uh, watching that game tomorrow. Let's see here. King put out Arizona Giants, Kansas City, Miami, Washington, San Francisco, Steelers, Bills, Baltimore, Cleveland. I talked to Trace McSorley yesterday too, by the way. Ah. Uh, and. Um, yeah, and it was interesting because it was funny how he and Brad Nessler really said the same thing. When I, um, when I brought up restraining orders, they both mentioned the suit right away. And I was like, well, all right. I just I get concerned. North Carolina, Miami, Georgia, Missouri, and Wisconsin, Iowa. Now, Iowa, you know, you see Wisconsin, Iowa. I do not follow point spreads, as you know. I'm not even remotely a gambler. The only gamble I ever took was in the first two years of the show, working with you know who. Uh, but I mean that's, but that's just you know, that's just the way it, it goes, goes without saying. Yeah, yeah. But I mean I I've, I've never bet on anything in my life. It's just not my nature. But somebody was telling me that Iowa, I guess evidently opened up as a two or three point favorite against Wisconsin, and Wisconsin is now favored in the game. I guess what's happened is all these people have put a lot of money on Wisconsin to win, and it changed the line. Okay. Um, Wisconsin is one of the, is a team that exploded out of the gate with that great performance against Illinois, and everybody went, wow, including us. We said, wow, on that Friday night. Graham Mertz was great. 
Illinois couldn't compete with these guys. They obviously have had their COVID issues. They've only played four games, only their fifth game. But offensively, they haven't looked good at all the last two weeks. The last two games that they've played, they haven't, they haven't looked good at all. Indiana shut them down. Northwestern was has a really good defense anyway. Shut them down. Meanwhile, Iowa's been great in the trenches. So these are some interesting picks here. We'll include Army-Navy as well, which will really throw the king off. <laughs> it will. <laughs> He'll probably yeah. just pick whatever we don't pick. Yeah. Hey, the last time we were doing picks and we had the suit on, we brought up Army-Navy, and he, he said, is Navy the one with the ships? I mean, I'm just, I get concerned about, like, the conversations. I I feel like I'm answering questions I don't, I didn't think I'd ever have to. (laughs) Today's show brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Back on the Steve Jones Show, News Radio 1070 WKOK. Matt Catrillo here with you. Steve is in the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. And like every Friday, Brewers Outlet Friday. It's Brewers Outlet Day, baby. And you know what? I mentioned what they have there. I think most people now know through the nine years of doing this what they have. But you know what else they have? Gift cards. Gift cards. It's that time of the year where, you know what, sit back and say, you know what, I need to take care of some stuff. But you also want to do it in such a way where, you know, you give something and go, hey, that's really cool. Brewers Outlet gift card will give you the, hey, man, that's really cool. Thank you. Because believe me, Brewers Outlet's play people want to go and pick stuff up. All right. Uh, Matt, uh, it's been a depressing week for you. In fact, I've got I've, I have numerous I have numerous uh, from the fans here. You've depressed them too. I'm sorry. Uh, I, I apologize. I mean, really, you're depressing the passengers. So I'm going to give you an uplifting task. Okay. Of intro- introducing the king. Well, fellow Yankee fan and hardworking oh, man himself joins this us isn't now going well. with the king. He quit. Hello? For a pickle. Uh-oh. There he is. <laughs> I pulled the Doug P there and forgot to, to pawn him up there. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Oh, 
Hey, I was just telling Matt, I heard Matt told me you guys are shutting down your restaurants and everything. These governors are really, you know, no one's in them anyway, so may as well close them. Massachusetts knocked their, how many people could be in the restaurant down to like 30%, and you have to wear a mask while you eat. So you may as well have just closed them. Wow. See, Matt, I was, I, you know, I know the virus is bad. We got, my wife's got two daughters who are teachers. They're in, what do you call it, right, in quarantine right now. Actually, one was just here. <laughs> How's that going? Um, her sister, the teacher in Stafford Springs, she's in quarantine. Yep. The virus is coming from the schools. And for whatever reason, they don't want to admit it. They, that's the only thing left that's got large groups of people is the schools. And they say suddenly kids don't transmit any viruses between each other anymore. They used to, but they don't anymore. So whatever. <laughs> My friends, the, one of the restaurants, first restaurants I did in Hartford, beautiful restaurant. It's called The Dish. It's right across the street from the Hartford Civic Center, right on Main Street. Mm-hmm. They just went out of business for good. And I did. Uh, I made these huge wine racks. It just broke my heart. I'm like, these guys are all good people and worked really hard to get what they got, and they're losing their businesses. And it's like no one cares. So, but yeah. whatever. Yeah. yeah. You know. Yeah. How about the Giants? Huh? Suddenly, the the NFC East is like <laughs> knocking off all the top teams in yeah. football. It's become it's a cool. two horse race. Yeah, and, and uh, Daniel Jones. Uh, it looks like he will play Sunday. He was full go of practice today. I thought Cody did a good job. You know, he didn't make oh, yeah, Colt McCoy. He did fine. Yeah, I, I, I mean, Cody. <laughs> Whatever, lousy with names. Uh, he didn't make mistakes. He ran the team, and the team played hard for him. That judge is a good coach. He's real good. Done a nice job. He's done a really yeah. nice job. I give him uh, credit. You know, you lose Saquon Barkley. You yeah. your your quarterback still gets banged up, and they're still winning games. Yeah, they play hard for him, and that's it's hard. These coaches are doing incredible jobs. So this is very very difficult on everyone. Never mind, you know, trying to keep these guys enthused. You know, so well, it's hard. They won again. That's good. Well, it's hard on these guys. I'm talking about the young people. Yeah. You know, they're playing these games. And, for example, tomorrow, because of the governor's new uh, order, I don't know, is it an order? What is it, man? It's new new mitigation orders, yeah. Yeah. Um, Parents can't go to the game tomorrow. Now, should be pointed out that... There's 107,000 seats. I think the ability to socially distant is available. <laughs> um, <laughs> Easy to get caught, huh? <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, and if they don't like my tone, I'm sorry. I'm from the common sense school. <laughs> Your tone is well taken because it's perceived by a large percentage of people. So, I mean... I just, 
I'm done with it. I'm watching my friends lose their business. Helmer Wolf's one of my closest. I just love this guy. He is he give you the shirt off his back. He's got eight restaurants and he's watched his lifetime achievement. He's the restaurateur in Connecticut. Won the mm-hmm. op restaurateur in Connecticut last year. And he's lost everything. At you know. But the kids are in school and that's important. That's here, um, uh, here, I think, they're, they're, I think I think they're rem- I, the, the, I think the students in the districts here, I think, are remote right now. Yeah, it, it, uh, it varies. Yeah. Most of them are yeah. statewide or it's some sort of form here. They're mixed here in our area. Well, our governor comes up with this. And you can't make this crap up. He says the kids who are learning remote are more likely to get the virus than the kids who go to school. It's safer to be in school than it is at home. And you're like, oh, my God, the kids go home, you moron. I mean, they don't live at the school. They go home, yeah. too. Yeah, they're, they're just, like, playing with us. And it, it's... I, if they were consistent with what they did, it would be one thing, but they're not. And you wonder why they're doing what they're doing. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't. Th- how many people were going to restaurants to begin with? You know. Right. I will and, say this though: when, like when the I was football in... stadiums are empty. Well, we did allow the parents, but oh, that's dangerous too. It's not dangerous. The only thing that's grouped up is the kids going to school. Oh. Yeah. Well, I know that I taught. I taught by Zoom ever since Thanksgiving. Um, And my next class for me is not until January 20th. I don't even know if they'll be allowed back then, but we'll see. I mean, I just... You try to do the best you can to roll with it. Uh, I did do the game at Virginia Tech out of necessity Tuesday. Did you win? Uh, After going... Yes, uh, they beat Virginia Tech by 20. How's the team so look? Well, when you beat the 15th ranked team in the country by 20 points on the road, you're not that bad. Yeah, that's really good. Um, so they will have um, Michigan Sunday. So this will be the first time that I've done a game remotely. Because uh, we're going to do the game here and not in Ann Arbor because we're not allowed to travel with the team. Okay. Um, which... Uh, n- which team has the virus, Ohio State or Michigan? Uh, Michigan does. And football, Michigan? Uh. Yeah, Michigan. In fact, the last game Michigan played was against Penn State. And you guys no. didn't get any. Have you had any kids? See, that's. Positive? See, that. No, well, they've had like nearly 50 false positives. Right. Uh, you know, what happens when they get a false positive? They then have to take the PCR test. And I believe they have to go to Danville to do it, which is a 75-mile drive. So it's a 150-mile round trip to get the PCR test, and then it turned out that they've been fortunate it's been confirmed uh, each time that it's been, you know, it should have been negative. So that's a good thing. All right, hey, we'll take a break. Uh, we're going to get picks in in a few moments here on News Radio 1070 WKOK, brought to you by our great friends at Brewers Outlet. Time to pick some games. Sounds like we're going NFL first based on the music. That is exactly right. 
at a review last week. King and I went five and three. Steve went three and five. King is now 50 and 47 on the year. I am 62 and 35. Big lead dog lead. Steve, 52 and 45. Those and right are the man. And I suck. <laughs> right now, you're like James McCann of the Mets, big off-season winner. That's right. <laughs> Matt, you're so far ahead. Holy crap. <laughs> 12 games up. I'm so far behind, I think I'm first. <laughs> no, you're in second. I'm behind you. Oh. Yeah. But right. you're, done. you're two games ahead of me. Okay. Your beloved New York Giants hosting the struggling Kyler Murray and Arizona Cardinals. King. I'm all over the Giants. I, I think Giants won the Super Bowl. <laughs> Let's not go that uh, far yet, Steve. <laughs> uh, Daniel Jones did, was full go in practice today, even though he still listed his question. Well, he'll play and the Giants will win. I think the Cardinals bounce back this week. Close game. But I think the Cardinals bounce back. I'm, all, I'm on the island up, there. <laughs> he can take any chance he wants. We gotta let him go first. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We'll just follow along. Hey, having eight no week. <laughs> all right, next game: Kansas City at Miami. Steve. Let's see now. Which team has Patrick Mahomes? Okay, we're done. <laughs> King. You got Miami, Steve? No. <laughs> I'm taking Kansas City. <laughs> I got Kansas City. Although Miami's going to give them a fight. I agree. Miami's but... well coached. They're a good team. <laughs> yes. But I still like the Brett Beaches. I got Kansas City as well. Yeah. Got to dethrone the champion before you start betting against them. All right. Yeah. Next game is another NFC East, NFC West battle. Washington at San Francisco. King. I got the football team. So do I, actually. Uh, the 49ers aren't playing bad with Nick Mullins there, but I think Nick Mullins versus that Washington front is disaster waiting to happen for San Francisco. Steve. What a difference Alex Smith makes. Goes back yeah. to... The neighborhood of San Francisco and Santa Clara. Well, actually, they're going to play in Arizona, right? Correct. Play Arizona, and uh, they'll win. Uh, Washington. Clean sweep there with the football team. Sunday night football. Pittsburgh at Buffalo. King. Well, this is a toss-up. I took Buffalo. Steve? I like how they're playing. Yeah, I had a long talk with Vic Carucci of the Buffalo News earlier today. And I just like the way Buffalo's playing. And I think they're catching Pittsburgh at just the right time because the Steelers the last two weeks haven't played well. I'm going to go with the Bills. I thought the Steelers would lose one of these two games between Washington and Buffalo. They lose against Washington. I think they bounce back. Defensively, I think they make a play. Offense is struggling. I think you might still see that being on the road. But I think you'll see Pounce, a new sense Pouncey, of urgency at the same time. Pouncey's back Pouncey, off the COVID Pouncey list. will play this week. Yeah, right. he'll play this week. So I'm going to stick with the Steelers in a close game. Keyshawn Johnson last week said there's no way the Steelers were going to beat Washington. I don't know how he knew that. Well, I didn't know that either. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, he picked it. He said there's no way. That's he impressive. He said Washington's going to win this football game, and he was right. So. Steelers haven't been right since since playing ball since the Baltimore game. They haven't been right. A weird season. They've had yeah. a had a more difficult time than any other team. Yeah. Coach of the year, right there. And then finally, AFC North battle: Baltimore at Cleveland. Steve. I'll go with the Browns. I know I talked to Trace McSorley yesterday, but I'm still gonna go with the Browns. I got the Brownies as well. Oh, crap. <laughs> well, I took Cleveland too, but I'm never gonna catch up if I take the same guys you do. You know, right. we got all the same. It's no fun. Let's see. So right. I'm gonna go on a limb here, and because I watched the Cleveland game last week, they're really good. But I'll take Baltimore. All right. Because I'm getting too close to Steve, and I don't want to upset him. So, okay. <laughs> yeah, no, I freak out on the show all the time. Yep. <laughs> all right, college football now. Number seventeen, UNC at number ten, the U. Steve. Wow, um, Miami has been playing really well. I've kind of ridden North Carolina a little bit, which is why I'm in second place. So, I might as well just keep going. I'll go with Mac Brown. I got Miami. I, I, I'm not saying outright, but I think Miami wins by two scores. Steve, who'd you take? I took North Carolina. Who's Mac Brown? Uh, the coach at North Carolina. Oh. Come on now. He's a former coach at Texas. Coach good, with Vince and, Young. And, Come on now. Oh, I'll that guy. Okay. <laughs> and good friends with Joe. Joe, Joe thought the world of Mac Brown. Okay, I, oh, I got Miami. All right. Next one, number nine, Georgia at number 25, Mizzou. King. I got Georgia. I mean, how, how does Missouri get 25? I, I don't know. Georgia, they're not a great team, but they should win this game. Yeah, I got Georgia as well. I think defense eats. Steve. Georgia. Georgia, his daddy was high the night. Midnight Georgia. All right, sorry. Uh, (laughs) Here we go. Big Ten. Wisconsin Badgers nearly creating a raucous with the Big Ten last week. Facing number 16, Iowa. King. I got Wisconsin. I think they bounce back. This is what they do. They lose big games and come back the next week and win. And say, see, we're really good. I'm not buying the hype with the Badgers. Iowa wins by at least two scores. Steve. Iowa. And then finally, the premier game of the week. One of those football traditions unlike any other. At West Point, Army, Navy. We just had Brad Nessler on. He's on the call tomorrow. Steve, who you got? Picking Army to win. Yeah, they've rotated quarterbacks because they've had to. But I think their offense is just a little bit better than Navy's offense. I, I don't know if the winner is more than 20 points, but I'll go Army. I got Army as well in another low-scoring game between these two teams. King. Well, I had Army, but since you guys took Army, this game is one of those that can go any old way. I'll take Navy. All right, there you have it. Midshipman. I'll tell you, we had Ken Niamatololo, the Navy coach on the show. He's good. Uh... 
I guess it must have been eight years ago. He was great. Yeah, he's a good football coach. Oh, he says, I got plenty of time to talk to you. Sure, so he's on the show. Now, I had to explain to the suit who he was, but, I mean, it was fun. Um, You know. Uh, You can tell guys who are just very, very good football people, and he's one of them. Yeah, and and so is Jeff Monken, the coach at Army. I mean, they're both perfect with the service academies. Terrific. Yep, yep. Yeah. Well, Well, I got a question. Are they going to allow the cadets there? Yes, yes. They are being allowed in from both sides, and they will have a march in tomorrow. They will be the only ones outside of the players and coaches allowed in Mikey Stadium. Here will they have the distance, or will they all sit together? I suppose if you can be in a foxhole with them, I suppose you can sit in the stands. I don't know. Um, well, Brad said they were going to be like in a U shape, I guess. Yeah. That's pretty and cool. I'm so happy they're letting them come in. Yeah, yeah because it's senior day here tomorrow, and the, yesterday they, they were told by the governor yesterday that they cannot have fans in the stadium here tomorrow, so the parents will not be able to see the t- their, their uh, players play. Um, no, um. Well, thank God they're there to save our lives. So. <laughs> We're incapable of taking care of ourselves. So, thank goodness they're there. Well, with me, they might have a point. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Have a great weekend, everybody. Today's show's been Stay brought safe. to you by Brewers. Yep, Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the Beverage Supermarket, here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Sunbury Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Mertz family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years.